Welcome to the Pursuit Podcast. I'm your host, Shana Recker, and I help entrepreneurs be, do, and have more in life through sharing the strategies and the mindset tools that have helped me build multiple six-figure online businesses. The mission behind this show is simple, to allow more people to pursue their most meaningful goals, take the right actions, and make their desires become a reality. This podcast and our guests will help you make a quantum leap from where you are to where you want to be. And before you jump into this episode today, don't forget to go and download the Nail Your Niche free guide and online tool to help you get super clear with your niche so that you can attract in those dream clients. You can grab that at shanarecker.com forward slash niche. Now let's dig in. Hello and welcome to the Pursuit Podcast. Today I have a special guest. Her name is Steph Horwitz and she is the creator and host of the What Should I Do With My Life podcast. Steph uses her generally loud voice to normalize the reality that none of us really know what we're doing. And she uses that to build camaraderie around life's uncertainties and vulnerabilities. She helps tell unique stories of others in order to share transparent insights, all while working to crush the debilitating self-doubt that consumes us all. And she adds in a dash of humor. Welcome, Steph, to today's podcast. Awesome, Stephanie. Welcome to the Pursuit Podcast. Thanks for having me, Shana. And you're all the way in Tel Aviv. Yes. First time I've interviewed somebody from Tel Aviv. Oh, well, I'm originally from Michigan, so you might hear a good Midwestern accent, Yeah, Um, but I live in Tel Aviv. The weather's starting to change into fall, Mm. sort of, so it's feeling good. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. We're actually, I'm in Ontario, so we're not, I'm not too far from Michigan. So um, yeah. So we're kind of from the same area ish, uh, but now you're in Tel Aviv, which is amazing. I love starting the pursuit podcast by sharing with people, the listeners here. Um, What got you into podcasting? How did you start moving into like, like, let's hear your story. What are some things that you had to overcome? Like, just tell us about Stephanie and, and all the things we want to hear. Yes. So I am 30 years old from Michigan. Like I said, I studied at the University of Michigan. I studied organizational behavior and development, focusing on nonprofit leadership. I thought I wanted to open up a nonprofit organization. I had a lot of passion and fire and wasn't sure exactly where to put it, which I think is the story of my life now that I think about it. For a lot of people, Um, I think too. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. After, so I thought that after college, I would maybe go into consulting or maybe go into nonprofit work or maybe do some kind of field work in, I don't know, underdeveloped countries or things like that. I really was looking at different opportunities. Uh, I ultimately ended up moving to Israel. Um, I served in the army for two years. Mm -hmm. And then I started working in the nonprofit world in Jerusalem. So it was about community building and bringing together people of different backgrounds, um, immigrants with natives. And I was in the nonprofit world for a bit and I felt inclined to pivot into the tech world. And I do think that part of it was, well, everyone's doing it. Yeah. Israel's called the startup nation. Tel Aviv is a startup. It's bursting with startups, but I don't have experience in this. I don't really know what I'm doing. So I definitely had hardcore. Can I swear on here or should I not? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no. We I had hardcore, like what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> I was unemployed for a while looking for work. And that was, that's a huge other story. And I learned so much from 
the job search and interviewing, like, wow, that was extremely meaningful to where I am now. And I learned so many tricks of the trade that I try to share with others. Ultimately, I got a foot in the door and was working at um, HP Tech Ventures, doing operations and marketing. And I couldn't grow like I wanted to there. Uh So I ended up at SAP, which is where I'm at now. So now I'm working with startups. I'm doing kind of a dynamic job called value creation, where I'm helping to tell their story and position them strongly in front of our customers. So it's a mix of biz dev and marketing. It's a lot of different things. So where does the podcast really come into play? Uh Well, the name of my podcast is What Should I Do With My Life? Kind of self-explanatory. But how did this happen? Basically... I felt like I wanted to start a podcast, but I didn't know what it should be about. I felt burnt Uh out. I felt tired. I didn't feel like I had something to talk about. I didn't want to do a podcast on startups because there are a dime a dozen. What do I have to say that's different from this one has to say? I don't have anything unique to offer here. And it's, I don't want to do it. (laughs) So I was literally in my kitchen and I was thinking about my good friend, Ronnie, who had just retired. Ronnie um, owned a men's retail store. His whole life was in retail. And he was like the celebrity of the town. Everyone loved Ronnie. Everyone loved going to the shirt box. Mm. And he had this really meaningful career. And Ronnie and I are super close. I mean, and I were kind of similar. And I'm like, should I go into retail? Should I open up a business? Like what? (laughs) I need to, I need to talk to Ronnie and hear more about his career story. And then Mm -hmm. I thought, okay, I'm going to talk to Ronnie. You know, I should also probably talk to my dad. My dad's been a journalist his whole life. He's a publisher. He started as a paper boy and then he became a newspaper publisher. I'm going to talk to dad. What will I do with these conversations? I don't know. Will it be a a podcast? Maybe. Will it be a YouTube series? Maybe. Will it just be something that I share with the grandkids Mm -hmm. one day? Maybe. I truly, Shayna, I did not know. There was no plan. I was winging it. Let's see what happens. I ended up interviewing my dad for the first time. I didn't yet have a microphone. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I always say I felt like a fourth grader at school interviewing her hero. That's how I felt talking (laughs) to my dad. That's really how it felt to me. Um, I was starstruck. I did not have my own voice at all. I didn't know how to respond to what he was saying. It was so hard navigating the conversation. And then I started, and then I bought a microphone and I feel it's so funny, but I feel like making the investment. Okay. This is going to be real. This is a thing I'm investing in this. It really helped give me that push to. Uh, Hey, to the next level. I'm going to just interject here because that was the same thing for me when I decided to start my podcast, my husband said, well, if you're going to do this, you're going to do it right. And he's always said that to me. And I bought this microphone. Oh my God. That's a good mic. What is that? It was a good one. It was about 300 bucks. And I remember making that investment and that is what made me take it seriously. Cause I was, I had some skin in the game. I had this fancy microphone. I got to do this. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. I want that microphone. That one's really cool looking. It has a fluffer on it. It's got a little fuzzy hat. I bought that separately, but yes, it is. Is it for the Canadian winter or (laughs) (laughs) it kind of looks like that, but no, it's supposed to take the little noise out of my voice when I 
when I'm talking, but it's supposed to soften it a little bit, I guess, oh, but it just, okay, looks, it just looks one cool. Yeah. It's it super cool. But that's so um, interesting that you say that because I said the same thing and I, and it really did help me take what I wanted to create to the next level because I was invested. Absolutely. And that, and that theme, I guess, definitely continues in my podcasting journey because I ultimately shared a first season. I made the graphics myself on Canva. I didn't have a website. A lot of the people I interviewed were friends. Um, Quick pause at the premise of the show, What Should I Do With My Life, is an interview-based podcast. And it's essentially about the fact that none of us know what we're doing. We're all trying to figure out it's okay. And through the sharing of other stories and hearing people's journeys, realizing the power in our own stories, realizing that no one, it doesn't Mm. matter how successful they are. No one has their shit together. Everyone's figuring it out. It's not linear and you're supposed to be where you are and everything that's happening is going to take you where you'll ultimately end up. I know that sounds kind of cheesy, but I really learn a lot of great insights every time. But in terms of investing in the skin in the game, after the first season, I wanted to level up a little People were reaching out to me or I was making bigger asks of guests who I didn't know, who had TED Talks with thousands of people. And I didn't have a website. I had my Canva graphic. Who am I? Like, I'm just, you know, everyone and their mom has a podcast and I'm just doing it in my apartment or, you know, everyone's doing it in their basement, the closet, the garage, wherever. But I said, let's let's see what happens. So I ended up working with um, a branding company that helped me with my personal branding, developing a personal brand. I never did that before. Uh Create a website. What are your logos? What are your colors? What are your values? Who are you? And how do you translate that into a brand? I never did it. And I did a branded photos and I worked closely with someone, Danny Sarusi, and she, it wasn't a photo shoot. It was really strategy and thinking and planning and it was investing and putting skin in the game and okay, we're doing this. We're taking it to the next level, whatever Mm -hmm. that means. Mm -hmm. It's so important though. And I think that's something that I'm so glad that you touched on that. Uh, There's so many things I wrote down as you were talking that I want to go back to, but let's start with that one is that that skin in the game is what makes the the difference. It, It really does. Like I've always said this, you can try and download all the free documents and take all the free workshops and do all the free things but it only gets you so far because you're not, you're not invested. It's like when I hired my first coach and paid, my first coach was 3000 us. My second coach was 10,000 us. I, I just remember being like, like I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't even have the whole amount of money. I had the first payment and I was just like, okay, here we go. But I was committed. And that's the mm-hmm. only reason that I, that I am where I am today was because I made that financial commitment to the decision. And I think that's a, such a powerful move. And I think that's what basically what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. You're so right. It's, mm-hmm. it's so true, especially not, especially, of course, if it's some, if there's a business model and you're trying to profit off of this, then of course it makes sense that you'll have to invest more in it. In this case right now, the podcast is a side hustle. I'm not profiting off of it. Mm -hmm. And I still said it's worth it to pay to do this. I just, I just knew it was worth it because it, you Mm -hmm. know, it wasn't about that. Yeah. Well, and, and here's the other thing, and you've said this a lot throughout your story is that 
you were following your instincts, you were following your heart, you're following what you're being led to. And I think that that's uh, very important for people to hear is that your intuition, your inner guides, like they will never lead you in the wrong direction. It's leading you to something. So it's like, you got the idea for the podcast. You didn't really know what you were doing. You interviewed your dad to start with, but it was a desire that you had that you just kind of kept following that intuition. And I think that's where people really have to hear that is that you're, you're not going to get these ideas to start something unless you were the person to, 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 to do it. Like you're, it's meant for you. You're meant to go down this road and discover this stuff about yourself and about your desires and what you want to create. Definitely. I totally agree. Yeah. And, and the fact that you do it without knowing what the hell you're doing, <laughs> like, right. Like, no, like you, so, example, Shayna, you got to right. lead by example. Well, and you've got to, you've got to be able to do things that like, I, I just did a post about this the other day about doing it messy because perfection is what yeah. kills people's dreams. Like not having the microphone, but still interviewing your dad, not really knowing what to do, but still putting it up there. It's those actions that give you feedback to get your next action and to get your next step and to get the next thing. Absolutely. I was just talking to someone about this today. I had the same conversation of someone who wanted to wanted everything perfectly in order to get started. And the advice that I got from a good friend, an entrepreneur about this podcast is it's never going to be perfect. You're never going to be ready to start it. You need to go just start. Otherwise it's not going to happen. You need to start. Uh It's so true. It's how you figure out how to actually do anything is you've got to take a step, you know? And, and I think that's the thing. A lot of people try and plan out the whole thing, you know, before they actually do anything. And it just, it's, you just get stuck in planning mode and it never actually gets launched because you're trying to figure out all the things and you, you just literally can't, it's part of, you know, what I teach in the quantum leap strategy. It's like, you've got to take action in order to get to the next, to the next place. Um, which I love a couple of things you talked about, you talked about the importance. Well, first of all, you talked about finding your voice and the importance of story. I want to touch on those two things. Cause I do believe that in anything entrepreneurship, we, we telling our story, but also understanding who we are and understanding our voice are both so important to standing out as a brand. How did you go about finding your own voice and what, what tell us a little bit more about that part of your journey. Damn. <laughs> That's the question. So on a very surface level, I've always been outgoing, a performer. I love public speaking. I love talking and entertaining. Classic third child, two older mm-hmm. brothers. I was a little princess. Classic, like everyone watch me dance, like at dinner, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> That's how it was. But the podcast was different because it was under my name. I was putting myself out there. And like I said, in that first interview with my dad, I felt horrendous so much to the point where I highly considered cutting that episode and we almost didn't share it. And I had conversations with my dad about it. I am so happy we shared it. It is an, like, it's so special to me and it's an amazing episode. And in terms of how do you go from, not knowing what to say and feeling so self-conscious about your words to finding your voice. I would say it's just absolutely a process. You have to be you. It takes time when it comes to 
more logistical in terms of a podcast. Okay. So it's edited. So do I need to have a perfect, there were times where I felt obsessed with having a perfect response to what someone was Mm -hmm. saying. I need to, I need to react intelligently right now and say something really smart um, and to keep the conversation forward. I think a big part of what helped me find my voice in the podcast was actually the branding process because in the branding exercises I did with this team at Human Deluxe, it was, what are your weaknesses? Mm-hmm. What are your vulnerable shits? Yeah. And now that's what we capitalize on. That's what you're good at. That's your superpower. Mm-hmm. You're an open book. You're super honest. You make people feel comfortable because you share and you're vulnerable. So all the weaknesses of imposter syndrome, I'm not good enough, mm-hmm. um, never being satisfied, equating my work with my worth. These are all real things that I deal with and putting it out there, accepting it and making Mm -hmm. it okay to talk about. Um, Mm -hmm. That's a huge, that was huge in me finding my voice and feeling confident in saying those things. Cause I could say them to girlfriends and I could say them to friends, but when Mm -hmm. I'm working at a large corporation and then also on my LinkedIn, I'm posting, what should I do with my life? None of us know what we're doing. That's, that's kind of intimidating. You know, yeah, to be able to do that. But I also think that it's very uh, empowering for people to hear people be vulnerable because it gives them permission to be vulnerable too. And I think that's, you know, that's always been a part of my brand. My first podcast was actually called Keeping It Real with Shana Recker because I was always like, I want to tell the parts of the story that no one wants to talk about because it's, those are the parts that people need to hear. You know, it's great when you hear coaches and, and, and entrepreneurs, they're making a hundred grand months and million dollars and this and that and everything else. But tell me about a time that it really sucked for you. And then mm-hmm. how did you get through it? Cause to me, that's more inspirational because I know I'm going to have those moments or I've had those moments and I want to hear how you've gotten through it so that I can be inspired to get through my own situation like that. So, you know, like, would you agree? I totally agree. And it really makes me think that right now, I feel like there's a really interesting paradox contra type of thing happening where on the one hand, everyone looks so put together Mm -hmm. and with, in terms of curating content and making yourself on the outside, look good on a resume, look good on your LinkedIn profile, look, look good, you know, via social media, look good. Mm -hmm. We see a lot of that, but then I feel like we also see there's more talk about vulnerability, Brene mm-hmm. Brown, all of these researchers and emotional, mm-hmm. you know, these psychologists and organizational psychologists and people talking about vulnerability and, and sharing and showing your weakness and how that has influence. I feel like there's actually this big mix going on. I don't know what you think in our, our culture right now, mm-hmm. where we're, we're having both. So yeah. it's a really important time to talk real talk right now. Yeah. I think so too, especially over the last year when we've had nothing but social media, cause we've all been home and pandemic this and pandemic that and lockdown this and lockdown that. And we've been spending time looking at everybody else's lives on social media and feeling shitty about our own. Cause we just, exactly. it's not as, you know, cause that's the highlight reel. You know, we forget that that's exactly. highlight reel. And I think that the more of us that can, you know, the more people that can show their honest side, their unfiltered side, their vulnerable side on social media. I think that we can create a movement to be okay with not knowing what the fuck we're doing, you know, like, absolutely. Cause absolutely. we really don't. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the goal. That's the goal yeah. to, to normalize it. 
It's not yeah. taboo. Let's talk about it. You can still be successful and talented and smart and also be figuring it out. And might you might not be yeah. in the career that you want to be in. And you might be scared to make a pivot into the job you ultimately do want. Or you might have no idea yeah. what you want. Normalizing yeah. it. Yeah. And and then being okay with taking messy, scary action and talking about how you feel through it. It's like, there were times in my business where I had no idea what I was doing. There were times in my business where I was launching programs that I didn't even have created yet. And I'm sweating. And there have been times where I've launched things that nobody signed up for. And, you know, there've been times in my business where things have been really great. And I've had $25,000 months and everything's been awesome. It's been a whole mixed bag of of stuff. And to say that everything's perfect all the time for people, like to me, I just don't find that inspirational. It's like, I want to hear about how you overcame things. And that's, that's the reason I created this podcast was to share people's stories and talk about, you know, your vulnerabilities and how you overcame them. So people can relate and then go, if she can do it, so can I. Like, and I think that's the the big message, right? So then you talked about, and this is something you said you do in your current work, I think is, is the importance of, of telling your story and the importance of storytelling in your brand and in your marketing. Um, Do you want to share a little bit about that? Cause I think that's also very powerful. Yeah. So I really think, and someone just said this to me the other day, and they're not wrong that I am a storyteller by nature. And I think it's how I relate to the world and whether it's in my official work job or the side hustle, the power of our stories and sharing and and who's listening and how do we connect with them? What does that look like based on who's on the other side of the screen, of the microphone, of the coffee table? You know, I feel like one of my most favorite things is when I interviewed someone for the podcast and, and she said to me, I didn't realize how cool of a story I had until you asked me those questions. And I don't want to be kitschy or cliche, but that I'll never forget that because mm-hmm. I think it's so true and powerful that we all really have special stories. And it's so mm-hmm. easy to get caught up in the little things, comparing ourselves to other people. We, we, we forget what are we going through? How did I get here? Okay. I'm mm-hmm. sitting and talking to you right now, but five years ago, where was I sitting? We would never have met, you know? So Mm -hmm. there's just so much to our stories. And I think what we're all realizing and in the podcasting world, and just in general, that sharing is how we're connecting, especially Mm -hmm. with COVID and everything. This is how we can relate to each other. And this is how Mm -hmm. we can connect over the distance or not seeing people for a long time. I think how you tell your story it's always changing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that I also think though, what you said is that your own story is powerful. Like people don't realize how powerful their own story is. Like you've been through shit, you've overcome stuff. You've, you know, there's been hard times, there's been good times, but your story, like, I think sometimes people think, oh, well, my life, I, you know, I can think of people in my own world where they're like, oh, well, I've got nothing to share. Like, I don't, I don't know. What would you want to even hear from me? Right. It's like, no, what is your story? Like, tell me, like, what did you do? And in, in when you were in your twenties and what did you do when you were in your thirties? Like, there are things that you've been through that you don't realize how powerful and how much of an effect that you can have on other people by just talking about your own, you know, the things that you've, you've, you've done. And I, it, it, two things I thought of when you were talking there, there's two, one, there's a profile. I it's on Instagram. I think it's also on Facebook and it's called humans of New York. 
And they basically profile people's stories. Right. And I'm so drawn to that. Every time I see one of those, I'm like reading it because it's like interesting. People want to know about other people. Mm -hmm. And so it's powerful. And then the other thing I thought of too, is I remember seeing, and I don't know exactly where this is, but there's a library where you, you go and you, you take out, like there's people and you sit down with people and you, instead of reading a book, you, you bring a person to a chair and you hear their story. Yeah. I don't know where it is. I remember seeing on social media. I think it's real. Um, but yeah, there was like, it's like you go there and you like rent a person and you sit them down and you hear their story. That's amazing. I know. Right. So when you think you don't have a story, you think you don't have something to share. You think that your story is no big deal. It is actually a big deal. And I think that the more of that we can share, the more powerful it becomes. I completely agree. And do you think it's something more common in women? Hmm. I think, I think it's more common. Well, I was gonna say, I think it's more common in women for them to think that their story is, is nothing. Exactly. But I also think men may think that too. Um, But yeah, I think women are, there's more of a a connection thing with women than, than men, but I could be wrong. That's an interesting question. Because my initial thought is, Oh, what do I know? I don't, whatever. It's kind of downplaying. And mm-hmm. we see that often in women downplaying their successes or what they've done. Yeah. Or it's the classic imposter syndrome as well. Like, I don't know anything. It doesn't matter if you're educated a million years and have a million certificates, you still might think, what do I actually know? No. Yeah. It's such a problem. And so many of us are dealing with it. Well, well I love that your podcast is featuring people and their stories and how they are just trying to figure things out, you know, with, with what they've gotten, with what they've been given. And they're just kind of making their way through and, and it's highlighting those stories and those vulnerabilities and, um, and those powerful moments where we do overcome stuff, you know, and we, you know, we have done some pretty epic shit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I love that. I love that. So tell us a little bit more about the podcast. Where can people find it? How can they listen to these stories and where can they find you? Yes, yes, yes. So the podcast is what should I do with my life with Steph Horowitz? That's me. And you can listen on Spotify, Google, Apple, wherever you get your podcast. What should I do with my life? You'll see, you'll see me there. (laughs) You could also go to what should I do with my life.co and on Instagram, I'm on there. What should I do with my life? Steph. Facebook, but you should really listen. You'll find a story that resonates with you. There are a lot of different Mm -hmm. folks with really different experiences. You have someone who went from being a monk to a journalist, to a monk, to owning a modeling agency, Mm -hmm. someone who went from being a lawyer to a professional cake maker. And it's not just career pivots, but it's kind of these great stories. So you're definitely going to find something that resonates with you. And if Mm -hmm. you don't, then I want to talk to you. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Your story needs to be heard, right? So, well, and I think, you know, whether it's career, like it sounds like, you know, there's sounds, you know, career pivots, but really we, it's our careers are usually a reflection of, of who we are. You know, like my husband just made a career pivot. He went from being a graphic designer into becoming an artist. And, you know, because that's, because the graphic design world just wasn't, he wasn't feeling it anymore. His passion for it was gone. And he had this desire to become an artist. So it's like, yeah, it's a career pivot, but ultimately it was also a life pivot because it was just something that he was, you know, passionate about. So it's like, yeah, it sounds career-ish, but really all of those things relate to just what we're drawn to in life. 
if that makes sense. You know, totally. so you'll definitely find yourself in one of those episodes, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, Steph, this, is, this has been so much fun. I'm so um, glad to have you here and to be able to share you and your podcast and uh, get it out there to the world so people can can hear these stories and, and find themselves in them. So thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. We'll see you soon. Bye.